Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Likewise, Bruce. Nice to meet you. My partner had a dip, so you've just got me today. No worries. So uh, where are you located? Uh, now I reside in Cincinnati, Ohio. I spent uh, like 29 years in New York City in the New York area. And uh, basically during the pandemic, I realized like I had two of my best years of my entire career and I didn't see any of my clients. Right. So I said, well, you know, time to kind of go to a lower cost of living, slower pace of life where I can just really focus more on music and, you know, uh, let my money work for me a little bit more. And nice. man, it's been, it's been, it's been incredible. That's uh, great. Yeah. It's been one of my best years of my career this year out here. So yeah. nice. I grew up in New York as well. I spent the first, uh, I guess, 28 years of my life there. Worked at a couple studios in the city, uh, Soundtrack and the Hit Factory. I worked at Soundtrack. Did you really? Yeah, I was staff at Soundtrack from 93 to 1995 and uh, went freelance in 95. And I've been freelance ever since. But I mean, the number of times I've freelanced out of both new and old Hit Factory in New York and Criteria than Hit Factory in uh, uh, Miami and... I mean, that used to be my stomping ground. So we may have crossed paths somewhere along the way because I think I bet we have. For I sure. was at I was at the Hit Factory probably mid '80s, late '80s, and then Soundtrack. I think probably like '89 to '93 or something. The rap, the rap era, when it was yeah. all. Yeah, I I got into Soundtrack at like the heyday of boom bap, New York City hip hop, right. and uh, and just learned from the fucking kings of new york hip-hop man i was yep. i didn't really know much before i got to that city and i was just a sponge and you know i'm really fortunate to work with a lot of great guys and work yeah. in a lot of great rooms and with you know artists and man it was a whirlwind experience back then yeah and i started out as an intern at the hit factory which was totally uh a story in itself, you know, if you write books about oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know all about that path. I was interning at uh soundtrack before I was assisting before oh, yeah. I was hearing, you know, before I climbed that ladder. Yeah. So interning at the hit factory was like Troy bringing his uh, Ferrari into the freight elevator and everybody waxing it every Friday afternoon. That was, that was interning. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I was just, Troy's Germano Studios uh, in March working with uh, Ed Qualchick from Live. Oh, really? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, he still sounds incredible vocally, man. He's really got wow. it. I've never seen the new room that they, that Troy's built up there, but here it's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. The last time I was in there was 10, 11 years ago when we were working on uh, with the old Kanye on uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And we did some of all of the lights in that room and I hadn't been back there since. And uh, me and Ed were uh, working together in uh, March, April, redoing a new version of Lightning Crashes, which came out uh, this summer. And uh, so I produced the vocals on it and cut them in that room in the control room. And man, working with Ed, uh, he's incredible. Yeah. What a bunch of sessions, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, so we're here to talk about obscene stealers. Let's let's do that. How did it come about? Because you guys both have your own successful careers outside of the obscene stealers. How did that come about? And what was the genesis of it? So, so obscene stealers is myself and Michael Moss, and my affectionate nickname for Michael Moss is Michael Moss, the movie trailer boss, and Michael composes film trailers at the highest level for big films that you have definitely seen 
some of the ones he can talk about are like the Batman, Fast and Furious, Star Wars, Mulan. Like that's Michael's resume. He does a bunch of like TV trailers and and things like that. And I come from the other side of kind of music industry land where I've now I'm credited on 113 RIAA gold records across a ton of different roles from like producer, mixer, songwriter, arranger, musician, vocalist, engineer. And uh, so I'm like opposite end of what he does. And we got together last year on a Christmas song and everything just clicked and you just know when. He was like, man, I, I want to do more. What? With them. So I found like some of my favorite songs that I that I had written, but I had never done anything with or never placed. And I was like, all right, here's one of my favorites. What are you going to do with that one? Just, you know, I, I had no expectation at all. And all of a sudden he starts sending me back these like, they're not trailers. They're like somewhere between pop or hip hop or something mixed with his cinematic sensibilities. And then they come back to me and I pull them apart and put my record sensibilities on them. And we kind of combine superpowers and, and just reimagine what some of these songs could really be and then write new songs. And I mean, we're deep with songs and obscene stealers right now. We're just about to release our third single next week. Um, actually in two weeks from today, we're going to release it. Um, and we're debating which two songs to go with. So we're, I don't want to mention anything and jinx it. Um, we've already released side effects and danger. Um, a new artist that nobody's heard of. Like, even though we have great careers kind of on our own, nobody knows who obscene stealers is and why they should care and most people you know unless somebody that you know tells you about it and says i found this this is dope you should definitely hear this right. most of the time it just gets glossed over unless you just get like that lucky listen or we're encouraged for where we're going and clearly obscene stealers is going to target you know film and tv and gaming music and things like that things that we love to do anyway uh and that we've both made a lot of music for uh those lanes that's called sync music basically um you know me and michael have made a lot of sync music both uh together and apart and we've done really well in that world and we think that we are going to have a We're just planning on putting out one new song a month, every single month for as many months in a row as we can until, you know, until greatness or we give up. But I So think. no, no uh, plans to do like the old school full version record or EP thing. It's just going to be singles. It's going to be, I mean, may put out EPs of like entire collections as, as we create them uh, because I think, I don't know. I, I think the stuff that we're really going to focus on is going to be one single a month, every month. Right. I mean, and that I, is the I, new business model, right? That's it, it is. You, you know, if you're going to survive and thrive in the in the music business, and especially in sync world, you have to kind of acknowledge. All right, what are you what are you getting into, and what do they want, and and how are you going to get it to them? And I think that level of consistency with that level of quality of songs that we hope that we can always put out 
is going to just be the new buzz. Like, you know, it's, it's tough early on, but by single 10 or single 12, we hope that, you know, we have a great fan base and every music supervisor waiting for that song to drop to see who wanted first. I already have music supervisors telling me like, listen, before you put that shit out, make sure I have it. Please just send it to me before anybody else. So we already know like what we're doing is really resonating and we're super excited about it. And it, then it's just a question of, you know, getting the word out and letting people know all, all of the things that we're doing and, you know, putting in the time and work. That's, that's a day in the life for us. Oh yeah. <laughs> So with your different separate careers and, and doing this, is this something you're going to do live or is that not even something you're considering? I think the world, I think live is getting really, really difficult for uh, artists in general. Um, and so I'm not really uh, attempting to go there. Uh, who knows where it will go? But I think, you know, the 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 metaverse and the kind of virtual reality is going to be where a lot of, you know, concerts and quote unquote concerts are going to happen. And I think our music is going to lend itself really well to virtual reality and gaming and and uh, things like that and just kind of, you know, escape experiences. And, and I think we're looking ahead to that and trying to position ourselves well now uh, so that uh, so that we can be kind of a part of that movement, you know, and whatever else we can find on the way. So with the, uh, you know, doing the one single every month, like you mentioned, are you constantly writing then or do you have like a, a backlog of stuff and then you're just going to release it? We I think we finished eight songs close enough to the end finish line to know any of these eight, eight songs we can certainly tidy up and find a great finish line to our standards on. And and then after we had that body of work to draw from we said okay time to start releasing while we continue to create more and write more and develop more and and uh we've already got new songs in the works that we're really excited about and the song that i'm hoping that we go with for the next single i wasn't planning on putting out until maybe single six and just the way it wrapped up i was just like ah, oh, this is the next song man oh this is this is the one that i want to be able to have to top a month from now how are we going to top this one and, you know, it's if you if you want to survive in the music industry and I, everybody says it's so hard now, it is easier than it has ever been in the history of music. That doesn't make it easy. It's incredibly hard. But you have opportunity. I love your dog. Uh, you have opportunities now uh, to to lay your own groundwork and make your own path without the help of major companies in a way that you can survive and eat well and make a living. And on occasion, you can get rich, but that's not the goal. The goal is do this with consistency, build a reputation, build a great catalog over time, continue to feed it, continue to uh, make sure that you're doing all of the right things to build your fan base, to build your relationships within you know, the sync world, that's where we want to live. Um, and don't let your foot off the gas. You know, people get comfortable and then they start coasting and they don't realize their car is slowing down until, you know, they've blown through a few stop signs and people have forgotten about them. Then it's too late to course correct. Like, you know, me and Michael are old pros. We've course corrected so many times, both of us in our careers, that 
that's we're looking for the next you know we want to be on the leading edge of the course correct and you know be the ones driving the next uh influence and not you know trying to catch up so interesting and so i don't know if this question is really going to make sense because i've never talked to anybody who strictly does music for like video games or theater or whatever like you said the sync world are you writing songs like with the with a project in mind or with a movie in mind or a film in mind or something are you writing songs and then saying oh this will be good later on uh i think we're not writing with a specific movie or set or thing in mind uh in the moment but i think we could get there in the future um it, you know depends on where this goes and what kind of inspirations we need i mean as songwriters you just look for inspirations in life all around you and they happen when you least expect them and you know you better be kind of in the moment enough to latch on to that idea and capture it in some way that you can either come back to it or expand upon it you know and, and just not let it go so um you know who, who knows where the inspirations are going to come from. A lot of these songs have come from songs that were written in other ways before, either on acoustic guitar or fully produced out uh, in a different uh, manner. And I just took the, like the vocals from, from that song. And I was like, man, this song, the production isn't current anymore, but this song is a gem. God, the song is incredible. What if we took this piece and that piece and that piece and we reworked it into uh, something that sounds like obscene stealers. And uh, that's if you listen to side effects, that's basically how side effects came along. Uh, it used to be a slightly longer, like three and a half, four minute song, really dark pop and really haunting. And I always knew that that song would be just a great sync song. We came really close to some big sinks. It just never landed and eventually you got to keep up musically and you still like you know like okay everybody used to respond to this song but now the production is dated do i let the song go forever or do i go no no this is a gem here so let me let me see what i can do let me give it and i give it to michael with no music whatsoever only vocals oh really and yeah this is one of the ways that we work we also write from scratch to things right. that, that we fleshed out but sometimes I'll hand him over and I don't want him to know the original chord progression and the original counter melodies and things like that. I want his fresh interpretation from cinematic world as first draft of like, oh, shit, I never would have thought of that. OK, now that I hear this, why don't we try because like I come from a real. I don't have an orchestral background. I have a musical chameleon background, so. I produced and, uh, and recorded and arranged the horn section for all of the lights for Kanye West. It's all live horns. I did the string sections and all the live string sections and live choirs for the Jake Bourne Center album. Um, so a, a lot of people see my resume and they see a super hip-hop laden resume. And I can basically do anything in hip-hop, but one of the things that I'm known for is getting pulled by artists into their world because I can bring a different genre into hip hop authentically, know how it should marry in hip hop and know how it should stay authentic in its own uh, genre and then combine those two things. So when the opportunity to work with Michael Moss and just do that exact same thing mentally with what he's doing into my world, I was just like, this is a day at the office for me. Let's right. fuck go. 
and the ideas that we started having early on were just like this isn't if somebody just sent this project to me and was like what do you think of this i'd be like who the fuck is this uh what are they doing and how can i be involved in it and then right yeah, that's that's you know in your heart when you're an artist and it's so weird saying when you're an artist but I'm, I'm, right. i am you know i am i gotta embrace it so you know you it's a different mindset and uh you know so it's, it's that's cool. I like it. So then I'm assuming by based by what you're saying that the response has been overwhelming to what you've had. Well, you know, nothing is overwhelming when nobody knows who you are. True. The number of the number of early playlistings that we've gotten uh for a brand new artist without a label behind them um and with very little marketing budget has been exceptionally encouraging because i've been down this road with other artists before and i've been uh successful in the path to breaking artists especially in the sync and streaming world uh, independently and we've been down that road and failed a bunch of times and sure. so i kind of know what both of those journeys look like and and uh we're on a pretty good track right now um so you know that's encouraging and uh uh and our you know like Michael lives in in that film and TV world anyway. Uh, he's nominated. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but November 16, uh, Michael's going to be in Hollywood for the Hollywood Music and Media Awards, uh, which he's a nominee for. It's the second year that he's been a nominee. So clearly he lives at the high levels of kind of that. Anyway, we're going to both be out there and, uh, you know, making some music there and meeting some people and, you know seeing who might be interested in what we do and and uh seeing where it might go nice so i've got one more question for you and then i've got some sort of fucked up thing for you but um <laughs> no i just lost my train of thought oh yeah what is uh what is it you got going on going forward from here besides the single every month is there anything else happening or um uh, obscene stealers is basically we collaborate with uh different artists in different uh lanes of the industry so I think, you know, we hope as things grow that the um, that we just continue to work with really great artists. Uh, some of them right now we're just working with like our friends and and singers that we know are incredible, but right. don't really they're not trying to be like the out front, you know, front man. So it, it's a it's a great way to just be creative at the same time that you're really focusing on building your own thing. And, as, you know, as a producer, and somebody who's developed artists most of my career, I've always been focused on developing other people's uh, artistic careers. And now I'm like, this is the first time where I genuinely feel like there's a really good opportunity to just do exactly what I want to do, which is exactly what Michael Moss wants to do and have loads of fun and create tons of great music and have the confidence to know if we just keep doing that and do all the right things that we're going to be all right. And do you find it difficult using the advice that you gave to other clients or other artists on your in your own life now that you're building your own brand? No, I think it's illuminating. Uh, you know, and I look at uh, I mean, here's here's one that I basically tell new artists coming up right now. If you're serious about being a new artist and you're not on TikTok, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, that is where new artists live. So. Right. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not going to be. 
Um, and I acknowledge that as a new artist in this lane, that uh, that is an L that I'm taking and I'm willing to take because unlike all of those other new artists, I have big giant wide open doors into sync land and that's where I want to live. And that's, you know, if I only lived in sync land, I would be okay with that. Right. I want a genuine fan base, but I think we can build that at streaming and YouTube and things like that. Uh, genuinely enough. And I have a, a, a whole show called mixing night that basically each new mixing night, uh, which is like Howard Stern for studio folks. It's just youtube.com for it's mixing night. Um, each new mixing night now I'm just debuting a new single. So I have a good couple thousand new people who know what I do, who are checking in on the show, who hear the new single, who hopefully go share it with a few of their right. friends. And that's a great launch pad uh, for any artists, you know, absolutely to have it. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. Excellent. So I know I mentioned uh, the next segment. We do this thing every, every interview where we have a fucked up picture. Just one image. And all I need you to do is tell me what's happening in the picture. Okay. And what is going to happen in the next frame? And hopefully you've got a good sense of humor. Okay. What is happening in the picture? Yep. Hang on. I'm going to share the screen here and then you'll, uh, you got it. And you'll be on. You ready? Yeah. What is happening there? What is happening there? <laughs> um, I think uh, Putin nuked uh, the mountain behind uh, the Ukrainian village right now. That's what's going on right now. Pretty wild picture. What is this from? So the short story, we'll take a time out. We'll get back to it. My sister is a psychiatrist up in New York City. And they have these weird, I guess, analyzation tools, just a series of pictures. And she's got different versions of them. And a couple of months ago, she said, I think these would be great. She sent me 10 of them. Yeah. And every, we do podcasts once a month on a Tuesday. So every Tuesday we use a different one and run through everybody with them just to get people's. And I'm sure if she, if she ever watches this and analyzes it, we're all going to be super fucked up, but it's good fun. And you were mentioning TikTok. These are yeah. great for the one minute um, you know, shorts on YouTube and everywhere else. People love this sort of thing. Here's what it, what it really reminds me of is there's a cave paintings in uh, France called Font de Gomme. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are the oldest uh, human cave paintings that are accessible to the general public. There's the Lascaux that I think is dated slightly older, but you can't actually see Lascaux as a, as a, tourist and you can font to gong right. and there's stuff like that hand in, in relief and there's stuff like the the walls there and it was one of the most fascinating things i have ever seen with my own eyes wow so anybody who gets that uh, chance in southern france man go for it all right so the next question would be that what's the uh what's the next frame of this picture what's going to happen uh i think uh <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that window is going to blow out and they're done. So, so um, I'm still going with nuclear war. That's, That's fine. What do you think she's watching on that TV or he's watching? I don't know if it's neutral general, but gender neutral. What are they um, watching on that TV or what are they waiting for? I mean, it, it was a movie until a few minutes ago and then uh, now all the power has been cut. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Perfect. Thank you for putting up with us or me. Oh, no, you're good. I like this. These these little things do uh, do quite well in the. It was funny you were saying that in the you know the shorts world. Yeah. 
I, we do the full podcast every twice a week or whatever, but these things fill in along the way and they do yeah. some of them blow up on, on social media. So That's people fun. like funny, odd stuff. So, cool. so what is, uh, what did I miss that you want to cover? Are we good? Uh, I mean, for me, uh, I think, you know, mixing night is the, the main thing that, that I kind of do out in the general public. I, I launched it. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a two hour broadcast. It's like Howard Stern for studio folks. Uh, and I do it the first Wednesday of every month on YouTube for free. I started it the first week of lockdown during the pandemic, really just to kind of keep some of the studio community together and give people something to do when everybody was going into uncertainty. I started out Q and a with Ken and then it kind of morphed into mixing night and it, it, it really became the thing that we didn't know we needed. And right. uh, once we realized that we needed it now, uh, it's the thing that we can't let go and we just love it. So the next show is uh, November 8th on YouTube, uh, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Where can uh, people find it? Uh, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash mixing night. Mixing night. Okay, uh, perfect. And yeah, and if you put in Ken Lewis, you'll almost certainly find it immediately on, on YouTube. Um, it's pretty easy to find. And uh, and check it out. We do beat challenges and training, and I do live mixing and uh, have interviews with cool people and we give away amazing shit. So, you know, it, it's a really good check in. It's kind of like, you know, it's designed as like the escape from the rest of your shit week. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.